Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. A day before closing, you're going to receive all of the closing documents from the lender. So rather than signing the closing documents at the closing table, you will get those the day before mailed to you because the property might not even be in the state that you live in. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with SmartMove's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion SmartMove, you'll get great reports, Great convenience, great tenants. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, 
go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, Passive listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes every Wednesday and Thursday that are typically a part of a larger podcast series that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these series, we offer some sort of document, spreadsheet, template, some sort of resource for you to download for free. All of these free documents, as well as the past Syndication School series, can be found at syndicationschool.com. This episode is part one of a new series. It's going to be a quick two-part series, so today and tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this in the future, this episode and the episode directly following this one. And we are going to be talking about how to close on an apartment syndication deal. So by the end of this episode, you will learn, number one, what you need to do before you actually close on the deal. And then we're going to quickly walk through what to expect during the closing process because the closing process for an apartment syndication deal is slightly different than your typical residential closing. And then tomorrow, or in the next episode, we're going to talk about the other aspect of the closing, which is you notifying your investors about a successful close and what to include in that email notification. So the three things you need to do before closing, and these are three things that we've covered in extreme detail in past syndication school series. So in series 18, we discussed the due diligence reports. So what you want to do before you close is to confirm your budget. So confirm the accuracy of your rent premiums after you've done your value-added renovations. Confirm your other income items like the loss of lease, the vacancy, any concessions you expect to give other income. And then on the expense side, you want to confirm all of your expenses. So maintenance or repairs, contract services, payroll, admin, things like that. And in order to confirm those things, if you remember, after you put the property under contract, you did your due diligence. So we talked about 10 due diligence reports in particular that you want to obtain. And you will use those reports to essentially confirm your budget. Also including your budget, besides those ongoing income and expenses, will be the upfront costs associated with your value-add business plan. So those are your exterior and your interior innovations. So one of the reports helps you determine exactly what you're going to need to do from an exterior perspective, maintenance-wise. And in addition to that, any sort of upgrades that you want to do, clubhouse, new playground, upgrade the fitness center, things like that. And then you also had a report where your property management company actually walked every single unit and determined what you need to do from a deferred maintenance perspective to every single unit, as well as what you need to do from a value-add perspective for each of your units. So if there were any deferred maintenance items you need to address, you'll know what those are from your due diligence. And then you will know exactly what units need to have what done to them from an upgrade perspective. So for example, maybe only half of the units need new appliances, maybe 75% need new floors. Whereas in your underwriting, you might have assumed that you need to do new appliances, new floors, new cabinets to every single unit. So you might have actually had been able to reduce your budget at this point in time. Same thing applies to the exterior, same thing applies to your expenses, incomes. Those might be the exact same as they were doing underwriting, but most likely you had at least some minor adjustments to those numbers. And of course, you want to work with your property management company as well, because obviously they're going to be the ones who are managing the property on an ongoing basis. 
So you want to confirm that they can operate the property at those expenses. If they're the ones that will be performing or at least managing the renovations, you want to make sure that, one, they approve your renovation budget, and two, they approve your renovation timeline. So if you want to get the renovations done in 12 months, then you tell you that to the property management company, and they'll let you know that, hey, maybe we can do it in 18 months or 16 months. Because all these things are going to affect your model, and anything that affects your model is going to affect your returns. And so you'll want to know up front if your returns are going to go up, which is an amazing thing because you can let your investors know about that. If the returns are going down, you want to know how much and if you need to adjust that offer price or maybe get a different sort of pursue a different type of financing prior to closing or if you need to back out of the deal entirely. Which brings us to the second thing you need to be doing, which is to secure financing. And that is going to be series number 16, where we took a deep dive into the apartment, the types of debt you can secure on apartment buildings when you're doing it in apartment syndication. And at this point in the process, you should have selected your loan, and then you should have gone through the entire process of applying and being qualified for that loan. And the last step is actually to sign on the dotted line, which we'll discuss here in a little bit. But essentially, you need to be knowledgeable of the loan programs, have been talking to your mortgage broker or the lender letting them know what your business plan is, sending them your budget, and they will go ahead and underwrite that deal for you and let you know exactly how much money they can lend on that property. And then let you know exactly how much money you need to bring as a down payment for that property, which comes to the third thing you should have done prior to this point closing, which is to secure commitments, which is series number 18. So I think the due diligence is series 17. Securing commitments is actually series number 18. At this point, you should have... 100% of the funds required to close raised from your passive investors. Not only raised, but those funds should have already been wired as well. And in that series, we discuss exactly how to determine how much money you need to raise. It's actually not just the down payment for the loan. You might need to raise extra money for closing costs. You're probably going to want to have an operating account fund for any unexpected that comes up in the first 6 to 12 months of the business plan. Maybe you're charging some sort of acquisition fee or a guarantee fee. You're going to want to raise that capital as well. Also, the upfront due diligence cost. You're going to want to potentially raise capital for that, or you might be taking money out of your own pocket to pay for that and then raising that capital from your investors to reimburse yourself at close. And then also, you're going to want to have all of the legal documents, so the PPMs, the operating agreements, signed by any and all general partners and any and all limited partners. So as long as all three of those things are completed, then you are ready to close on the deal. So you've reached the finish line, or shall I say the first finish line, because once you close on the deal, uh, in a sense, the real work actually begins the asset management, which we'll begin discussing next week or in the series after this one. So ideally, you know exactly what will happen during the closing process because your lender or your mortgage broker has walked you through that process, or maybe a real estate broker has walked you through that process. As I mentioned, Closing on an apartment syndication deal is a little bit different than your traditional residential closing because in your traditional residential closing, you show up, you sit there for two hours, signing a bunch of documents, and then you get the keys and then you kind of take over the property. For the actual apartment syndication closing, a lot of the work actually is completed a few days prior to closing. So what happens is three days before closing, you, the sponsor, will sign the loan, and you'll sign the title documents to approve that loan, as well as approve the transfer of title. And then you will go ahead and send that information back, and then they'll mess around with that for a day. And then a day before closing, 
you're going to receive all of the closing documents from the lender. So rather than signing the closing documents at the closing table, you will get those the day before mailed to you because the property might not even be in the state that you live in. You will most likely have to go to a notary and sign all those documents in front of a notary and then maybe go to like a FedEx or a UPS so you don't have to go to multiple places because you're going to want to overnight those documents back to the lender or the title company, whoever's handling the closing. You will also need to wire any of the funds that are required to close into escrow with your lender at that time as well. So you're going to do that before the actual closing date. At which point, the lender is going to review the documents, make sure that you sign all the right spots, all the verbiage is correct, nothing's missing, make sure that all the money is there before they actually transfer it to the title company, and then they will also issue a new deed in the name of your LLC. So again, you're most likely going to create an LLC that you are a general partner of and that the limited partners are investors of, they own shares of. And we discussed that in the previous syndication school series about securing commitments, which is series number 18. So then the next day, after all that is done, once you overnight it, the lender will be dotting the I's, crossing the T's on the day of closing. And then assuming everything's good to go, they'll send that money off to the title company who can then send it to the actual seller. And the property is yours. Once you receive the word that you've gotten to go ahead that the closing is completed, then the first thing you're, what you're going to do is send out an email to your team, which includes your property management company, and let them know that they can take over the property. Even better, you can tell your property management company that, hey, we expect to close between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I want you guys to get there at 3.45 p.m. in the parking lot, so that the second I send you that email, you can instantaneously take over management of that property. That way, not a single second is wasted and you are able to begin implementing your business plan from not only day one, but second one, millisecond one, if you're really fast. So unless you are using the old property management company, which you probably shouldn't do unless they're the main management company in that area and you've decided to use them after an interview, you don't want to just automatically just use the old property management company just because it seems like it will make for a smoother transition. That may be the case, but that doesn't necessarily mean that on an ongoing basis that's the best idea. So if you are using, which is the majority of the time, a new management company who needs to go in there and actually take over, the old management company should know that the property is being sold on this day and that they should expect the new property management company to show up between 4 and 5 Eastern Standard Time. So if this is the case, there shouldn't really be any resistance or them standing there with picket signs and a fence not letting the new property management company in. Property managers usually know each other, so it's likely that the old management company and the new management company actually know each other or at least familiar with each other. But on the off chance that the, the old managers either don't know that the property is sold or maybe they're not friendly with that management company, maybe there's like some bad blood between those two companies, or maybe they're just annoyed and disgruntled that they're losing the business. That might happen, but as long as your property management company is experienced, which means they've experienced doing transitions before, they should be able to handle any resistance and make sure that they're able to get into the property that day. So from there, the property is yours. At that point, you'll transition from, if this is your first deal, not owning any deals at all, and kind of just being someone who's really, really good at underwriting 
to now actually being the asset manager of a property. And as I mentioned, we're going to discuss the asset management responsibilities starting next week. So there might be a few other things you need to do before closing, but that's just kind of the general overview of what to expect. So the things that you need to do prior to close and then three days before closing, a day before closing, and the day of closing, how to handle the transition. Again, there might be a few other things you need to do based off of maybe you're doing some sort of special loan, other circumstances, but in general, that's what's going to happen. Now, the other thing that you want to do before you actually close is you want to draft your your email to your passive investors so that the second you close, not only do you notify your property management company that they can take over, but you also let your investors know that you successfully closed as well. And that is going to be the topic of tomorrow's or the next episode. So this is a quick one. The series itself will be pretty quick, just a two-parter before we move on to the asset management duties because the closing process isn't that complicated and there's really not much else to say than what I've said in this episode so far. So in this episode, we learned the three things you need to do before closing, which is number one, confirm your budget via that due diligence as well as your property management company. Two, secure commitments from your past investors, which requires having the funds and having the legal documents signed. And then three is making sure that you've completed the loan application process for whatever type of financing you plan on securing on that asset. In part two, again, we're going to discuss how you notify your past investor about your successful close. Until then, I recommend listening to those three series, 16, 17, and 18, as well as the other 15 series we've done so far. I can't believe we've done that many series on the how-tos of apartment syndications. Also, check out all the free documents we've given away so far. The next free document will be tomorrow's episode, so make sure you tune in tomorrow to get that free document and learn what it is. All of those can be found at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dwellyn.com forward slash show.